Hello, and welcome to ISP Six Figure Realtor Podcast. I'm Bibi Bengochea, Six Figure Realtor, best-selling author of Realtor 90 Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. I'm your coach and founder of the intuitive selling process. This podcast will teach you to think outside the box. ISP Intuitive Selling Process is Law of Attraction meets Real Estate, bringing you an array of top producing realtors, entrepreneurs, and successful people who think outside the box. You're listening to Episode 2, Get Out of Your Own Way. Today's guest is a real estate investor out of Los Angeles, California. At a young age of seven, he began selling drugs with his father. His father passed away from alcohol when he was just 12 years old. He grew up in a challenging environment, surrounded by drugs, his alcoholic father, domestic violence towards his mom, and much more. His life began to change when he attracted his first mentor, Mr. Parcell, who told him that he didn't have to follow the patterns and that he could change his life and the life of others. He began seeking mentorship and changing his life. He began investing at the age of 24 and both him and his wife became financially free at 29 and millionaires by 30. Today, he pursues his passion mentoring and coaching others to reach their greatest potential while continuing to grow his real estate portfolio with a short rental cash flow strategy. Proud to present our new guest, Jorge Contreras. Welcome. Thank you, Bibi. It's truly an honor to be here, and I appreciate you having me on so I can uh, share my story and inspire the whole world. Great. So let's begin. Um, your, your story is super powerful, and how we connected was very law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> you very. And I want you to tell us in your own words, because when you read it, it's already powerful. But when you're going to tell your story, it's going to be 10 times what we feel when we just hear what I just read. Can you tell us a little bit about you and how you became who you are today? Starting from the beginning. Wherever your heart desires intuitively, you want to talk about Great. Yeah. So thank you, Bibi, for that. And one of my earliest memories, Bibi, is I was uh, five years young and I remember being in an environment where people were crying and a lot of uh, grief and people were, you know, very emotional. And it was due to the death of my brother, who was uh, seven years older than me, who uh, I'm sorry, 10 years older than me, who was murdered and set up through gang affiliations. Uh, a few years after that, I remember I started selling drugs with my dad. He was a drug dealer originally from uh, Mexico, came to this country in the late 70s and for almost 30 years had a drug dealing business. And when my father wasn't home and the clients would come, they would knock on the door and ask to buy drugs. At the age of seven, myself and my older siblings, we would be the ones that would directly sell the drugs. And it was a very normal thing to do. It's one of those things where the fish doesn't know that it's in the water. And also when I was seven years old, the doctor told my father that if he wanted to continue 
to be around and see his youngest son, Jorjito, grow up, he needed to stop drinking alcohol. And so he did, but the effects of the alcohol were just so strong and so bad that in 1999, right after I had turned 12, he passed away from alcohol. Sorry and for your loss. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for me, I mean, my father was the person that I looked up to uh, no matter what you know, unconditional love. And, you know, it really, really affected me. It created a lot of trauma so much that I associated intimacy, love, relationships, trust, vulnerability. I associated all of that with pain. So for many years, I wouldn't let anybody get close to my heart. My heart was always guarded. I had uh, a lot of walls and or as a, as a form to protect myself. And I wouldn't allow uh, some of the best people that came into my life that I attracted, but I would push away and sabotage those rela relationships to, you know, to just not allow anybody in because I felt that if I allowed anybody to get too close to me, that they would hurt me. Um, so even though it wasn't my dad's intention and that's just how life unfolded, it created an abandonment issue that I dealt for, for many, many years in business, in relationships with family and everything. And uh, shortly after my father passed away, I attracted my first mentor, Mr. Parcell, who was my seventh grade substitute teacher. And I remember he came one day and he, he knew everything I was experiencing because I was constantly getting in trouble in school. I had done seventh grade twice. And he came to eye level and he said, Jorge, you don't have to follow the same patterns. You don't have to be a product of your environment. You can set a new standard for your younger uh, family members, for your younger siblings, and you could change the world. And ever since that day, at a young age of 12, I started to let go of the wrong people in my life. And I started to make room for the right people in my life. So the wrong people were friends that, you know, wanted to continue to ditch school and smoke weed and, and just skateboard and go to the donut shop all day. And of course those friends, you know, continue with other types of drugs. And then they started stealing cars, ended up in jail. And I actually went, you know, into a different direction. Um, also at the age of uh, 12, uh, my mom was unable to take care of me financially. So that actually created a, a double abandonment since she sort of left me and said that she wouldn't be able to take care of me since, you know, she never went to school, doesn't know how to read, doesn't know how to write, doesn't know how to make money. She always cooked and cleaned uh, like it was back then, you know, in the, in the 90s uh, with a lot of uh, in the Latino community with moms. So I started living with her friend, Estela, who was from the same rancho in Mexico. And Estela said, hey, you know, as long as you keep going to school, she said, I'll feed you, I'll clothe you, and I'll put a roof over your head. And that's what we did. And then when I was 16, she said, Jorgito, yo ya te cuide. Ahora tienes que ver por tu mismo. So she said, I've taken care of you. Now you got to look after yourself. So at 16, I get my very first job and I start renting a bedroom. And at 16, I am pretty much forced to, to become a man without having uh, any guidance, providing for myself, uh, learning how to shave, just everything. And, you know, looking back, maybe it was truly my, my, greatest, my greatest gift that the universe gave me because what the universe said is, Jorge, you don't have an option 
but to succeed. You don't have an option but to go up. You don't have an option but to be an example. And I believe that I was chosen as, as a vehicle for the universe uh, to deliver this message, to, des- to deliver uh, the lessons, the nuggets, the experience, the wisdom, everything, because so many other people um, have, are currently, or will experience something that will resonate with my story. And they might be asking themselves if, if it's possible to get out. And, and the answer is yes, absolutely. Uh, and there's one thing that after listening to what you're saying right now, one of the things that I asked you is, you know, I read chapter one at the end of this um, session with you so people can relate and put it all together. And one of the quotes that I want to say is the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And you fit that profile so well. Yes. And, and, and I couldn't be uh, closer to the truth would be very true. Um, fast forward, um, you know, from age 16 to age 20, every job that I had was commission oriented. So I developed a mindset and a devotion that, hey, the harder I work, the more I hustle, the more money I make. And so that became a way of life. And then at the young age of 20, I dropped out of, uh, you know, first of all, I graduated high school with four F's, one D, barely made it out. Everybody from my principals and teachers always said that I would never amount to anything, that I would not be successful and, you know, that I was going to, you know, just end up in not a good place. And I went to community college for a few semesters. And then at the age of uh, 20, I decided to quit my job at Bank of America um, and quit drop out of college and I started my very first business. I became a professional uh, dance instructor. I started teaching uh, bachata all over the world. And uh, at the young age of 20, I started uh, the first bachata dance company in the U.S. with my partner, Leslie. We started the first uh, Los Angeles bachata festival, which we still run now. Uh, almost we're going into our 12th year. I started the first bachata nightclub. So I created an empire out of something that I was extremely passionate about. I, I like Tony Robbins says, if you want to take over the island, you got to burn the boats. And that's exactly what I did because I burned the boats. <laughs> I let go of my safety net. I jumped off the mountain and built an airplane on the way down. And, and, um, and it was amazing. And from the age of 20 to 28, I was able to travel to over 28 different countries uh, which is something that I wanted to do in my teenage, you know, since I was a teenager, I got to create a lot of success over 10 million views on YouTube videos over hundreds of videos. I became a pioneer. And uh, at 24, I also began investing in real estate. And one of the things that inspired me to continue to buy real estate and create passive income and financial freedom was I realized that I was following my passion, but the way I was creating income required me to always be trading my hours for dollars all while sacrificing time away from my wife or girlfriend at the time and I would look forward into the future and I knew that we wanted to get married we wanted to have kids and I remember asking myself am I going to do to my kids what my dad you know did for me right which is not be there for them and I said you know what I got to start I got to start making changes and start switching my income strategies because if I have to 
always be on the plane and living in hotels and airports, I'm going to miss all the beautiful moments with my family in the future. So I started, I became more inspired to continue to buy rental properties. And by the time I was 29, I started making six figures in my sleep from rental properties using uh, Airbnb, short-term rentals, and creating multiple units um, out of, you know, single family residences and whatnot. And um, just kept buying real estate. And by the time we were 30, our net worth uh, exceeded a million. And uh, fast forward today, me and my wife have been married since 2017. Our daughter is 10 months. My wife quit her six-figure law enforcement job and we're stay-at-home parents. And all of our businesses from Airbnb and from coaching are 100% online. So not only do we have time and financial freedom, but also location freedom and being able to create and attract abundance through who I've become in the process has also allowed me to impact other people's lives. So for example, my beautiful mother who endured so much pain and challenges. And it's funny, my spiritual coach said that when I was four years old, I made a decision that I was going to take care of my mom. So since I was 27 for the last five years, my mom has not had to work. And in 2017, I also bought not just her first, but her dream home. So all three of us are retired and real estate has made it all possible. But more importantly, uh, the person that I was destined to be, which who I decided to be made that possible. That's wonderful. And one of the things that that I say, like in that chapter one that we're talking about today is you got to get out of your own way. And I think you did that from that moment that they told you at a young age of 12 that you need to get out of your way and get out of the pattern that you had been following, you know, from your past. Yes. What advice would you give someone at this point that is listening to this podcast right now and that you can reach them deep in their soul when realtors want to make six figures, their worst enemy is their selves. What would you say to them at this point? What I will say, BB, is that every single one of us, uh, by the time we're seven years old, we've already decided and have made decisions based on our the, based on the stories that we have created, based on experiences. We've decided what it is to be in a relationship, what it is to be healthy, what it is to make money. And many of us, actually all of us, have limiting beliefs about money. And so I'll give you an example. If you are a realtor who is struggling financially, you should be asking yourself, well, what are my beliefs about money? What is my default setting about money? And I'll tell you a short story. There was a story of this little girl that when she would hear the ice cream man, you know, come in the little truck, she would go to her mom and she would say, mom, I want ice cream. And then the mom would say, okay, Miha, sounds great. Go to your dad. He has the money. And then the next day, the ice cream man would come by. She would go to her mom and she would say, mom, I want ice cream. And then she said, great, go to your dad. He has the money. So she developed a story that women never had money and that only men had money. So for many years, of course, she struggled financially because through experiences, she learned that her mom never had the money. So she developed a belief system and a pattern that she needed to, that if she ever wanted to have money, she needed to find a man that can give her the money. 
And so my question to all the realtors listening is what patterns have you developed in regards to money? Do you have a belief that money changes people, that money is going to, you know, make you an evil person. And the truth is that I believe BB, that money doesn't change people. It only amplifies who you are and makes you more of who you've always been. Absolutely. If you're a good person, it'll make you a better person. If you're not a good person, it'll just make you a worse person. <laughs> but, you know, money is definitely a motivator. And one of the things that I've also seen that you've mentioned is you didn't have a skill set that you were born from. You created based on passion all your success, like beginning from leading from bachata, which was dance. And then from there, you went into investing in real estate and you've grown an empire based on your passion to take care of your family and the people that you love. Yes. Correct? Yes. 100%. So how did you manage your time with all this? What, what was your best time management tool that you used? So I'll, I'll go through two because I believe most people will be able to resonate with the first one. Um, at first I didn't have time management. I was just focused on making money, but it was coming more from like an ego and from pride and not from abundance and not from, you know, from a, from a good frequency. And so the first phase is I prioritized for many years, just making so just making money that I sacrificed my health. So the Dalai Lama has a quote that says that human beings are interesting because they sacrifice their health in order to make money. And then they end up using their money to recuperate their health. And, and that's exactly what happened to me. I actually, in 2012, I had a back surgery. The doctor told me that it would be a 50-50 chance that I would never walk again. And I had a herniated disc bulging eight millimeters in my L5-S1 lower spine. And, and that's what it was. And so, and so at the time, I didn't prioritize time. I literally was just like hustling. I was just money hungry. And it was coming from a, from a bad place. And that experience taught me to put my health first. So when I make my vision boards now, everything starts with health because as you know, BB, if you don't have health, you don't have everything. And so the, the, the second phase and what my life is like now is that I realize that not all things are created equal. So I use the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, and I focus on the 20% of activities that generate 80% of the results. So I ask myself, how much is my time worth? Uh, what are the things that I'm passionate about? What is my zone of genius? And what things should I stop doing now so I can start making more money and give other people opportunities to do? So I do a lot of time blocking where I will put my phone away for a certain amount of hours at a time. And, and I definitely, one of my biggest strategies is having a team that can do all the things that I'm not good at and that I choose not to do. That's great advice, definitely. So you've definitely organized your, your skills with having a team, setting time for yourself, which is super important, nurturing your own person. Because if you're not well, it's kind of a factor like if you're taking um, a flight. You know how they tell you to put the mask exactly. on? You need to take care of yourself before you take care of anybody yes. else. So it's putting that perspective into place. In addition to that, I know that you have a team and you you work with a set of skilled people in their craft. Yes. What would be what would be an advice for someone that is listening here 
that is working on their own. They don't have a team. They don't have the money. They don't have, you know, I mean, most people that I come across or that I coach, and I'm sure that happens to you as well, they come for solutions, right? Because they have a problem. Exactly. When you're, what, how would you go about that? Yeah. Like I, I actually recommend people to do different tools, but coming from your perspective that you've had so much success, what's been one of those tools that you, those nuggets that you can share with someone here? Yeah. Those tools and nuggets is I invite you all to all the listeners to grab a you know piece of paper, a pen or pencil and make a list of what are all the things that you are currently doing in your business and then make a second list. What are all the things that you should be doing in your business that you're not doing at all because you probably don't have time and you're worried you're, you are wearing all the hats and start making a list of what are the highest income producing activities. Like I would say that, you know, as a realtor, your highest income producing activity is closing contracts, closing deals, right? Closing deals, like getting leads and closing deals, getting leads and closing deals. So paperwork, doing paperwork does not make money. Doing paperwork does not create results. It's just one of those tedious activities that should be the first thing to be delegated, right? Designing flyers, making business cards, um, you know, even, even, you know, certain things, there's a lot of things that as a realtor are not high income producing activities and you can hire or virtual assistant in, in Mexico and Colombia for three, $4 an hour that can do so many tedious, but important administrative tasks, like even editing videos and posting content on social media, all those things, you know, can be delegated. Yeah. And one of the things um, that I've recommended is Fiverr. Exactly, That's a yeah. great website that people can go and hire anybody across the world that, that, that I mean, you could interview thousands of people. Yes, there, right? 100%. That's another source. Now, along with what you said, do you have like, I know that I want to mention like where people can follow you because we didn't mention that at the sure. beginning. And I want to know where they can follow you on Instagram or what's the best way if you have something coming up that you want to share with yeah, them. Yeah, the best way to get in contact is uh, Instagram. Uh, it's uh, the Jorge Contreras. And um, we post, uh, you know, do like two posts a day relevant to all entrepreneurs. And I talk a lot about systems and mindset and business strategy and working on the business versus in the business. So anyone that's looking to start, grow or scale a business, the content that we post, uh, my team and I on social media would be very relevant and helpful. Right. So one of the things that we talk about in, in chapter one is that it's important to take yourself to another level to hire yes. a coach, right? And that is extremely essential. I believe in coaching. Uh, just like LeBron is is great. He has a coach. All of us have to have a coach, right? Yes. You have a coach as well, right? We all need to have a coach to take it to the next level. So definitely in the post, I'll make sure in this um, podcast, you'll see his link there as well, just in case you want to like follow him and stay connected with Jorge Contreras. Thank you so much for joining us today. Your words of empowerment will go down as a legacy for you and your family. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having me, Bibi. I really appreciate it. As we heard in today's podcast, chapter one is just the perfect chapter to go along with today's guest. So one of the things that we mentioned during the podcast 
was the actual quote that is in this chapter. And the quote that goes, that starts this chapter is, only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And in the actual book, there's two, uh, there's a picture of oneself in a walkway saying, right this way, success. So the worst person that gets in our way is our own self. Chapter one, get out of your own way. I'm finding more and more every day that people are looking to make additional income. I come across people who have left their careers to now sell real estate. Let's be honest, the cost of living is not getting cheaper and families are now having to live in multi-generation homes. Let's take the millennials who have college degrees. Their salaries don't even cover their student loans, rent, and basic living expenses. Many find themselves forced to go back and live with their parents or get a roommate to be able to afford their living expenses. Having a real estate license offers an unlimited earning potential, but doesn't guarantee success selling real estate. Sad to say, many start this business thinking that they will be the next top producing agent, when in fact, they can't close a sale or make the money they wanted. Competition is tough and can be very aggressive. Realtors have a fear of sharing their technique and what works for them. Truth be told, there's a strong competitive nature in all salespeople, and no one is willing to just help you because you're nice. Many brokers in the industry offer training but compete with their own agents. Offices offer traditional sales trainings, old recycled leads, cold calls, and expired listing call lists. A realtor hangs your license with a broker, but by no means does that guarantee success. People suggest you go with a recognized name, real estate agency to validate your business. Going with a known real estate office does not add more sales to your pipeline. Many realtors just become a number in the office if they're not producing. Brokers keep hoping that they may be a superstar top producing realtor or fire you. Finally, many realtors end up getting a full-time job again and do real estate part-time. They settle for making one, two, or three sales a year if they're lucky. Now they have used up their savings and feel they have failed themselves because they did not succeed selling real estate full-time. Sales is not easy and real estate school does not prepare you for the practical part of the business. When you first get your license, you're excited. And as you start taking trainings, get all fired up until you hit a wall and don't make sales and instead burn out the few leads you may have due to lack of knowledge. Then you have the agents that have been in the business and still don't maximize their selling potential because they don't focus or are still creating a system that works for them. These are your average realtors earning the medium national income of 39,800 a year. In the end, many realtors find themselves asking why they failed, the market, the lack of experience, and the list goes on. So how can realtors start making six figures a year in commissions? The answer is the reason you are attracted to this book in the first place. 
Would your life be better earning six figures selling homes? Of course it would. Can you imagine a life where you don't struggle to pay your bills and live the life you deserve? It's crazy to think to start another career to find out that you're still not living the dream. What's wrong with this picture? It's not the career that doesn't work. It's the mindset. Many times we get in our own way of succeeding by thinking thoughts that do not serve the outcome that is best for us. Let's take a look at some very important basics that can cause you to achieve a more successful outcome. Look at the bright side. Now you've made the choice to buy this book, congratulate yourself. Start focusing on what you are doing so that you can attract more success. We are our worst critics and must learn to be kind to ourselves. In real estate, we experience lots of rejection and we must look for tools that bring us positivity. For example, let's take the positive action you needed to buy and read this book. You want it to better for yourself and you're making this happen. How does that action make you feel? Does it make you feel better? If so, that's the idea that I, we want to reach every day, feeling better, building a momentum. We're learning to look at the bright side of things. Even if a deal falls through, focus on all the opportunities that you have. One of my favorite authors is Napoleon Hill. He wrote Think and Grow Rich. My favorite part in the book is the story of the man who was three feet from gold. He gave up three feet before he struck gold. However, many times it's not the lack of motivation, but the lack of coaching. Time management. Managing time is a key component to achieving a successful business. As a realtor, you have a wide range of aspects in the business to manage. Making a daily routine is important to set a flow in your workday. Many agents feel challenged in this area because there's too much freedom and independence. Structure will help you meet deadlines and prioritize your daily tasks. Start by using the Eisenhower matrix for time management to reduce stress and increase your productivity. Where does the name come from? From our 34th president of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower. The president created the Eisenhower principle, which today is used in many in order to help prioritize by urgency and importance. The system uses a four quadrant strategy. One, to do first. Two, schedule. Three, delegate. And four, don't do. Check out the website to learn more, www.eisenhower.me. And an application can be downloaded for free to your smartphone. Organization skills. Automate, outreach, and lead by nurturing with a good CRM. A CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management System. I've worked with many realtors, and 80% don't have a CRM. Increasing your lead conversion means you need to incorporate a system to do drip campaigns, emails, text messaging at the right time. You get the picture? In order to earn six figures, you must be organized and make a priority. A great CRM will save you hours of work and assures you of hours of work a day.
Start or join a team. When you're part of a team, many magical things happen. You start closing more transactions because you're provided leads and have a support system. You've heard of the saying, there's more power in numbers. A team also gives you more time, accessibility, and opportunity to make more money. Joining a team can increase the amount of closed deals you receive, which means more money, more money, I am happy. Smart training, coaching. Do you feel that you are on top of your game? Technology and the real estate industry are ever-changing. You must keep up with the current real estate market, trends, and seminars. There's a saying that to make money, you must be willing to spend and invest money in your future. It's important to make sure that you're creating opportunities. Top producers have coaches. Anyone that wants to earn more money should hire coach. Everyone benefits from coaching and mentoring. The most important part of hiring a coach is that you connect and are able to trust. Stay motivated. It's important to stay positive mentally by reading or hearing positive things in the morning and at night. I myself do this throughout the day. We are in sales and get lots of rejection, so I keep my state of mind positive. This will create a positive vibration that will resonate with you bringing you opportunities. Choose books, audios, videos, and music that makes a difference to you. Live your life with purpose. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, bbbengochea. In my link bio, you will find links to get a copy of my free book and all the social medias so you can stay connected to me and upcoming events. Also, in this episode's description box, you'll have details and links for the guest information. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts. Rate and make sure if you really enjoyed this episode, review and comment.